Let's talk about the digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolaya. Come and meet the UB Secure team at the Gartner Identity and Access Management Summit in London on the 6th and 7th of March. To find out more, take a look at the UB Secure events page www.ubsecure.com slash events As our slogan says the podcast connecting identity and business we know very well the importance of putting ourselves on business people's own shoes when we discuss both challenges and solutions in this identity world So today's discussion is going on a deep dive about that. And we have a very special guest who is Petri Heinala. He's working in Global Fujitsu as Security Offering Architect. And his area of specialization is digital identities. He's trying to bring digital identities closer to real life and businesses with common sense thinking and talking less technology language. Petri has noticed in his long career that the only permanent thing is change. And understanding that has helped him to keep up with development and changes of life, business, and technology. Hello, Petri. Hello. Great having you here. So let's talk about digital identity. Let's start hearing about yourself, about yourself, and what was your journey to this world of digital identity? Yes. I've been quite a long time in the IT industry, over 25 years only in Fujitsu. And I have helped multiple other industries with technology solutions during, during that time. And uh, I, I started as a software developer and architect, and uh, then step-by-step step moved to service and offering development. And also, during that time, moved from, from the local level to the regional and uh, global level. And the uh, meaning of security and identities has raised dramatically during that time. And in early days in my career, I, when I developed banking ATM software, I learned that the user experience is everything. And there is a strong relation mm -hmm. between security and user experience. And users and their digital identities have a centric role there. So step by step, identities had a bigger role in my work. And I have learned, learned more and trying to share my learnings to others now. So, Yeah, excellent. So starting from, from developers, so very technical role, of course. And now we're going to discuss about, yeah, the business, business side of this world of identity. So I'm imagining a, a big shift through, through to, to these years. Yes, yes, yes. Very big shift. And, and uh, when I'm talking about learning, so there, are, there have been the failures also. So mm. teach us more than... More than the success. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Definitely, we want to hear more about that. So when we discuss why are digital identities important for organizations? In organizations, we normally think of businesses, companies, but it goes beyond that, as you know. Sometimes government can be education. So yeah, what, what would you say? My learning and opinion is, is that digital identities are part of pretty much everything and should not be treated as a separate world of identity. Even the podcast name is the world. <laughs> Let's talk about mm -hmm. that. But, but uh, I think 
they, they are part of everything. So people, processes, and data are the elements of almost every business function what, what, what we have. It was earlier people, processes, and technology, but nowadays we have understand that business is more data-driven than technology-driven. So, But technology is uh, business enabler and underpins people, processes, and data. Digital identities represents people in the digital world. And uh, today, when, when our businesses are more and more digitalized, identities play a very important role. For example, how our customers and partners experience our business, how our employees experience their work, how smoothly our customers and employees' engagement processes are, how, how we onboard them in, in our business, and how we know our business stakeholders and enable access to them, and how we ensure that outsiders can't have access. So, for example, these kind of things are in, included in that. So I like to keep this message as simple as possible and avoid technology jargon and uh, unnecessary complexity. So, so I see that identities, because people are part of the business, so, so are identities. Yeah, exactly. Identities are everywhere in Yes, and you say there should not be distinction, but it's it's this is correct. It's they are so well, I'll call it embedded into any any process, any business, any anything we do today. If we see from the perspective of uh, organizations when they need to invest, because at some point someone will tell them, someone typically come from the IT or compliance, uh, a bit more technical side that yeah, I need to invest in identity solutions. So. Yeah, what organizations need to consider when investing in identity solutions? Like everything else, I like that top-down approach. So, in other words, holistic approach is a good starting point. So, we'll need to ask what our mind drivers are to invest. What we'll want to fix or improve. Is it customer or user experience? What is the solution coverage? Is it uh, all customers, employees, and third parties? Do we want to improve and enhance productivity or improve security and compliance or something else? What is the, our main driver of what we want to do? And, and uh, could be the multiple of these. Then we need to find the balance between those, those things. For example, sometimes uh, user experience and security improvements are not going together in the same direction. So, mm -hmm. so, so that that makes 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 things uh, more more complicated. So, holistic approach helps us to avoid investments to point solutions that won't integrate easily and cause more harm than the benefit in the long run. So, main thing what I what want to rise is that holistic see the big picture exactly yeah see the big yeah exactly when investing in identity comes to the table we'll think of a, in a holistic way right not, not only trying to solve trying to believe that it will solve specific things in the in the organization yeah yeah because because identities are everything everywhere those integrate reasons are needed for, for the identity solutions so That, that needs the understanding the big picture and uh, what, what the business 
drivers are and, and so on. Exactly. And now how, how we make that business people from organizations get interested in digital identity? So what, what is needed to or get their interested? I like to keep the discussion in a practical level because the business people are not interested about the technical details. Mm-hmm. They are interested uh, how we can help their business to success, to be more effective and profitable, to be more resilient and trusted in the eyes of their customers and, and perhaps owners of, of the organization. And this sounds simple, but it's not <laughs> that simple in practice. So quite often the technology vendors are using huge amounts of uh, money to make their brand and technology known in the market. Mm-hmm. That's very, very understandable, but it easily drives a discussion in technology level, like and teams like Zero Trust, Identity Governance, or Privilege Access Management, etc. So these teams and multiple acronyms we are using are not, not so familiar to the business people. So if we talk about like, like technology jargon, we, we put them in the outside of their comfort zone and they lost mm-hmm. their interest easily. So we need to start the discussion in very high level, find out what are their pain points in their business. Very often these pain points are identity related and then we can focus on how we can help them. So high level and then drill down through the pain points to the identity related solutions how we can help them. Those. Yeah, it's true. It's what you say. Most of uh, so, many, so many technology companies that are building the products and others who are integrating the solutions are talking about in this jargon, talking about the yeah the the acronyms, as you said, the yep. the the trendy words like zero trust, for instance, or many others that come and go. Yeah. And it's kind of like the battle is there in that language, no? The battle is there, but <laughs> very few people, I think, speak in a business language, right? Okay, what are the the, the business benefits or or those those innovations? So because those innovations are are necessary, but I think few people are speaking in the language that business people would would understand. Yeah, and I I think that uh, trying to find those uh, pain points. What's the everyday problem in their business and and then figure out how with our technology solutions and, and the consultancy how we can help them to avoid those problems and, and uh, improve their their processes and and, uh, and business yeah exactly so how should we speak identity to business people you you are you just mentioned starting with the pain point so that's how you you would start a conversation or what what else is, is good for speaking identity to, to business people normally I start that with, with that story that why why identities are important so that they understand the relation people and identities and uh, that uh, what uh, digital identities are uh, what they what they represent in their business and and then Practical things, how, how you feel that your customers build your business? Do you have a escalations or reclamations uh, a lot? Or what kind of feedback you have, have got from your customers, from, from your employees, new employees? How they got they, when, when they start in the organization, how, how they got their credentials and uh, 
was it easy to to log in and start to work in the, in the organization and and so on these kind of practical things and and then see how fixing those possible problems what is the effect to their business how much they save money how much they improve their their customer experience and and get the more business and and better reputation in the market and and so on this kind of discussion yeah indeed i think it's a it's a good approach to to start with questions in simple questions as the one you you mentioned you mentioned uh, what the customer says for instance and to how when they communicate to the customer service department for instance that's already yeah super valuable and how the newer employees the newest employees they find it easy to get onboarded into the organization so that already could tell a lot how how things are in terms of uh, yeah the internal identities yeah. in that case if you could now share some stories some concrete examples personal stories or you have heard some examples in in but that lack of understanding of the identity can can really put in risk not only one project in particular, but also, as you mentioned, seeing in a more holistical way the whole organization, the whole business. Could you share some some examples? Yeah, I have a couple. So, one one example is that if the organization is is doing the investment from the security and compliance perspective only. So, for example, an organization invests in the privilege access management solution, mm-hmm. but the administration and maintenance people are, are using, should be used. But the reason to investment was, was that they had a compliance requirement. So, they need to have that control who is accessing the, the systems and, and the infrastructure. And the investment was made only from, from that perspective. So they deployed from very quickly from security and compliance perspective. And in the, then in paper, everything looks good. But people who need to use that uh, privilege access management system, administrators, traders, and maintenance people, mm-hmm. were not informed and trained. And uh, they, they couldn't access to the needed assets they need to maintain easily. Because of, of these delays, when, when they're accessing or they even lost their access, mm-hmm. this caused service breaks and uh, other in these incidents, but, but they, these maintenance people couldn't fix. And these service breaks then uh, affected directly to the business and their customers. So these kind of examples have been, in, for example, in, in the financial sector. So mm-hmm. still, from security and compliance point of view, everything looks good. But uh, admin people need to need to find a workaround to do their work, and then they, this private uh, expensive solution mm-hmm. was was bypassed, well. and then they continue to do their work as as earlier, oh, and no. and uh, then their own unused solution is a waste in investment, and uh, they still have a same security and compliance problem. Additionally, they were caused uh, business losses because the service breaks and. Mm-hmm. And, and so on. So this is a quite common ex- example how if we do do the investment from the one perspective, like like in this case, security and compliance. Yes, that's definitely a very good example because, yeah, in my field, that is the right, right way to do, right? So 
you got the requirements from uh, IT, security, it comes from compliance, it sounds reasonable, we need to invest in that uh, good technology. They make the investment, but yeah, forgot. <laughs> forgot to make this <laughs> holistic approach of involving everybody who, yeah, yeah, many more stakeholders who might, might be, uh, of course, not the whole company might be uh, involved, but many more teams or organizations in, inside the company. True, true. And then a second example is, is that um, we invested a point solution that cannot be integrated. So, for example, one part of organization has immediate need to manage subcontractors' identities. And uh, they buy the solution for that part of business. So they buy, buy the separate solutions for that and then fix, fix the problem. And a little bit later, another part of business solves solve the same problem with a different solution without talking again to each other. Then the organization, for example, consolidates their internal services and they, they released a common service for all, all business parts and uh, could be HR or could be ERP or CRM or whatever. And, and uh, then the, these two business parts should use the same service and also the subcontractors. And uh, then adapting these both point solutions to the new situation may be difficult or even impossible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it, it causes the delays in operations and, and ex, extra costs. So, again, communication within the organization and, and the holistic approach helps, helps here to, to avoid these kind of situations. Yeah, exactly. That's another really good example, right? Kind of trying to, trying to find a quick solution from, from one part of the organization Without thinking at that time when the decision was made, that yeah, the, the whole organization should have visibility. So if someone else in the organization needs the same, well, there is already a solution. So yeah, yeah, and uh, these point solutions quite often store that identity information in the one place, and and uh, then there will be the several places where the identities are. So then the consolidation of of those will be the another project. So that would, would be the costly also to clean up everything. So Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, consolidating is, is costly and uh, it's an more time because there will be one project to do that in order to, do, to get that done. And in the meantime, the security aspect, right? Having more, more isolated uh, data repositories uh, is a bigger risk from a security perspective. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also the privacy issues are there and these kind of things. Then I have a third example. So quite often uh, in the organizations, they are thinking that identities are responsibility of only one department of organization. And often that responsibility is given to the IT organization. And the expectation is that IT solve all identity-related issues on behalf of other parts of organization. Then IT people do their job from IT perspective, and uh, then it's also often the technology-oriented, because IT people are technology-oriented. And, and uh, budget and resources, then IT-specific, and, uh, and with those resources, we cannot cover all needs that organization have. 
So solution will be optimized from IT point of view. And uh, for example, issues in, in employee onboarding won't be solved without human resources engagement. So learning here is that, that uh, within organization, you need, need to involve all related parts and, and that responsibility is, is higher level, not, not in the one organization. Yeah, exactly. Yes, another good example. So that's definitely a really good example. Quite simple and I'm sure they happen <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's happened quite often. And, and uh, when people think that technology solves their problem, quite often it, it makes their problem even, even bigger than it was in the beginning. Mm. So. Indeed, because yeah, you, you will create a new a new project, new project to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's... yeah, yeah. You need to start from thinking about the people, processes, and and data, and and then technology helps to solve solve those. Yes, oh, yeah, it's very interesting uh, having all this perspective from the from the business business owner, business people. Uh, as I said, own shoes. So it's 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 excellent reflection we had had. So I will ask you finally, for all business leaders who are listening to us now, what is the one actionable idea that they should write on their agendas today? Hopefully this is actionable enough, but uh, people do business with people. And uh, for your business, your customers are the most important thing. And second comes your employees and other people who work for your business. Focus on their well-being in digital world will accelerate your, your business in many ways and create create many many benefits. That's simple. Well-being in the in in general. I mean, the, in the let's say physical world, or you, you, I see you mentioned virtual. Physical world is is uh, handled quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. That, that's the important thing also, but the well-being in the digital world. Mm-hmm. And that means how their identities are handled, how they get, get access, and, and how they are on board, and yeah, these exactly. kind of things. And, and I, I call it well-being in, in the digital world. So okay. how, they experience, how they experience themselves in, in the business systems. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't heard that term well well being in the digital world. So yeah, I agree. It's it's something that the organization have to help with their employees and also in their partner customers to have a yeah, that well being in the digital world. Yeah. Well thank you very much, uh, Petri, for sharing this very important reflection and sharing your stories. Excellent uh, concrete examples that as as we discussed I'm sure happen very often, hopefully less often. It's less and less often nowadays. But yeah, if someone would like to get in touch with you or, or find you on the net, what are the best ways? Yeah, if if if, if somebody somebody want to want to discuss about this, please contact me too. We we are linking this is good way to to contact me. So. Perfect. So yeah, let's find Petri Heinala on LinkedIn. And again, thanks a lot, Petri, for this very interesting discussion and all the best. Thank you very much, and same to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About Digital Identity, produced by UbiSecure. Stay up to date with episode at ubisecure.com slash podcast or join us on Twitter at ubisecure and use the hashtag LTADI. Until next time, 